And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. Happy birthday! What? No, already? Yep, it's my birthday! The one day we don't try to take over the world and do everything I want to do, no matter what! <laughs> oh, Pinky. Nope, it's not Pinky today. Today, I want you to call me Geraldo! Why would I call you Geraldo, Pinky? No, no, just Geraldo, not Geraldo Pinky. On second thought, I sort of like the sound of that. Geraldo Pinky? Actually, what if I shortened it to just Pinky? Ooh, I like that best. Call me Pinky today, Brain. And welcome, everyone, to another episode of... Oh, yeah, the Animaniacast. Yes... This is the podcast that, of course, is dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, uh, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky the Brain, and Rekazar. And we're going to talk about the Animaniacs reboot. We're going to talk about all the cultural references and everything like that. And in the end, we're going to give this episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Hola, Kiko. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Hello. Well, we're back here doing reboot episodes. Woo-hoo. And uh, yeah, this is the uh, seventh episode, seventh episode of the Animaniacs reboot. Uh, gosh, it's kind of a mixed bag for me, but if someone were to ask you about this episode... In just a few words, uh, what would you tell him, Nathan? Uh, jam-packed. It is. There's a lot of stuff in it, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and Kelly, what about you? There's a George Lucas reference. Ooh, that's right. No Spielberg reference but that we can think of at the top of my head. No. But definitely a Lucas reference. It's, you know, beggars can't be shooters. Oh, say. speaking of um, Spielberg, so... Just, uh, just a segue. Yeah. So there's gonna be a 90th birthday gala concert for John Williams in June. Mm-hmm. And so if you become a Kennedy Center member, you can buy tickets before tomorrow. Ooh. So I did. Ooh. <laughs> and so Spielberg's gonna be there, and I don't know other people. And um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I bought tickets for John Williams' 90th birthday bash and. Washington DC. Wow. So yeah, I don't even know if I can go because I'm starting a new job and hopefully, you know, and I I need shoulder surgery. And so I don't know, hopefully I can get time off and and make it out there. And COVID isn't such a big thing, but uh, I was like, well, I'll hate myself if I don't buy the tickets at least. So you just promise your boss, I'll bring you back something from DC. And there's always like tons of, uh, you know, uh, junk stores or you can just buy (laughs) Souvenirs. <laughs> yeah, but I figure, you know, I mean, it's John Williams' 90th birthday. You got birthday. to. That sounds yeah. like fun. I mean, he'll have like 90 more birthdays. It ain't of that course. big of a deal because, you know, he's immortal. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be cool. 
But yeah, definitely. Yeah, and when you talk to Spielberg, see if he wants to be on the show. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, totally. I, get him on. You know me. I will do my utmost to <laughs> to get within speaking distance of him um, politely. Yes. And not not scare him. <laughs> Steven! Steven! <laughs> you Mr. know, Spielberg. Sometimes, sometimes I imagine like just like seeing him randomly at an airport or something, and yeah, I I, I yell. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I mean, yeah, because the thing is, if you could be polite, and then there's the, I mean, gosh, it's I don't know what you would do in that situation. You yell, you faint. Go, yeah, faint exactly. There's so many different ways, but it's like ah, I guess just being polite is the best. That's the best way to do it. I was polite when I met George Lucas and I was very, very nice and respectful and, and totally did not freak out until later. So <laughs> there you go. And that's, and that's the way to do it, folks. Uh, you, you're meeting, meeting voice actors, meeting celebrities, just try to be cool. And then when you walk away, uh, scream and everything like that, I think they, yeah. Try to <laughs> yeah. treat them like a person. Yes. <laughs> Please. Yes. Uh, same goes for us, by the way. You know, I'm so tired of TMZ outside the house. Oh, no. Just let me uh, go I out live to my life. Peace just one time. The helicopters, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Well, let's go ahead and talk about today's episode. But before we do, we got to talk about when it was released. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but this episode, the one we're talking about today, which, of course, features... The segments, Yakko Amako, The Longest Word, Happy Narf Day, and Magna Cartoon. Well, this premiered on Saturday, November 5th, 2021. And Nathan, we need to have mm-hmm. the November 5th Facts theme song. Woo-hoo. Oh, there are 365 days in a year, but there's only one day that this episode came out, and that is November 5th. That's right, November 5th, and these are the November 5th facts. Yeah, that was a really good one, Ethan. Excellent job. I had to I had look to up how many days that. are in a year. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling this right now. Like, what? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about today's episode. Uh, of course, oh, have... don't you want the facts? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. No, never mind. Nathan, give us the facts. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, I looked these up. Okay. So uh, in 1938, uh, Looney Tunes released a cartoon called Porky in Egypt, uh, which was um, racist or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> If, if any cartoon <laughs> character goes to any other country, any other country yeah. it's going to so, be racist. <laughs> I didn't actually watch the, but from the, the little uh, screenshots I saw, I'm like, hmm, probably not politically correct. <laughs> I, for years, I thought Mickey, I thought, you know, Looney Tunes, you know, just from experience. Yeah, those are the ones that made racist cartoons. But then about 15 years ago or so, I got the Mickey Mouse in black and white collection for Disney Treasures. Oh yeah, Disney did lots of them too. Oh, it's wow. like anytime you know, anytime you see the title Mickey on Safari or Mickey goes to Africa oh, or something no. like that. Oh, you're you're in for some some good old fashioned racism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw the I think it was Porky in Africa, and that's where he meets uh, Dodo or whatever the. That's Wacky Land, actually. Wacky, Wacky Land, Land is that what it? But it's yeah. like it's Africa, right? Like it's I end. Prob- maybe I don't know. I, I think they you, so many years. 
sea wacky land and it's in Africa, if I remember. I don't know. Oh. I remember that one being very racist. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and uh, then I have some Narf days too. So since this is a birthday. Uh, so here we go. We have 1955, Chris Jenner was born. And in 1980, uh, Luke Hemsworth was born. So some right. Narf days. So there we go. So in themes see, what, of the episode. <laughs> what, what what year was Chris Hemsworth born again? Uh, Luke Hemsworth. Luke was 1980. Yeah, no one, no one cares about Luke Hemsworth, but no. you know. <laughs> yeah. So he's in his 40s. Luke, I don't even know what Luke Hemsworth been in, other than being Chris Hemsworth. Wasn't he the one in Westworld? Yes, he was That's in Westworld. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it yet. Oh well. Yeah, you should see Westworld. That would also have been good for the Westworld episode. I guess That's true. So. Or our Hemsworth discussion right now. But he but. was in Thor: Dark World and Thor: Ragnarok. That's yes. right. He played the. So. Did he play the alternate Thor? Or something, maybe. I'm, every, maybe I, I can't remember. I don't know what's going on. Let's was, just get into this. I know what is going on here. In this yeah, so he played episode. actor Thor, so he must have been yes, playing. That, that was the, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, that's okay, funny. okay. Silly. Silly stuff. <laughs> well, before we get to the discussion of today's episode, let's, of course, mention the variable verse, which was, Are You Not Entertained? Are You Not Entertained? Ah. It's, like, it's another, yet another Gladiator reference. Yeah. I like Gladiator. Yeah. They made, they did that. They, she said that before in the uh, <laughs> first she, episode of the season. So, and uh, Dot looked a lot plumper in this version, though. Mm-hmm. She's, she's so Wacko was making gainies, and now she's <laughs> really putting on gainies. Let me yeah. tell you. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. We're going to start off with Yakko Amako. And Yakko Amako was written by Lucas Crandles and Timothy Nash, and it was directed by Brett Varon. And uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Yakko Amako? All right. Well, Yakko is super excited because he uh, no longer has health coverage, but he's got a bunch of ice creams. Uh, So many ice creams. You know, I was going to vote no to WB canceling our health plan, but that unlimited dairy-free ice cream for a whole hour counter was too good to refuse. Ow! Unfortunately, we see a pen uh, draw a hole beneath him, and he falls through, and uh, most of the ice cream goes all over the place. You know, it's a whole it's a whole mess of things happening with him because this giant pen keeps drawing things, and it's very um. It's very much like Duck Amuck, uh, which is uh, like a Looney Tunes cartoon, which Yakko points out to the <laughs> animator, whoever's doing this. Yeah. Um, no need to mention that as a cultural reference. Yakko does yeah, it. So it's like he does okay. it for us. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, all sorts of, you know, things keep happening to his ice cream. He's very upset. Uh, eventually, his ice cream's completely gone and replaced with Pepula Pew from Looney Tunes. It- this is not something I would usually say, but uh, things may be moving a little fast for moi. You know, that that's when he's just about had it. He keeps yelling at the animator. Um, basically, he's trying to say that he's an original and that his voice is original and all these things. But every time he says something like, my voice is original, he, he gets a new voice that sounds like uh, Ralph. Change me back into a Warner. Dot. I meant a Warner brother. Yeah, or wacko. Uh, Actually, wait. I've always wanted to try this. 
People used to say there were better drummers than me. So it's it's pretty funny there. Uh, it, <laughs> you know, if he's original, look, there's like 10 Yakos now and they're all talking and now he's having an existential crisis and he's crying and he's like, please just don't give me more arms. And you know, you know what that animator does? They give her, they give him more arms as he, after he explicitly said, don't give me more arms. So what he does, he takes his six arms and he grabs the pen and pulls the animator in and she's like don't hurt me i just you're my favorite character i just um i love you and I, so i don't know why she was doing all these mean things to him but um <laughs> she's very bored <laughs> then they uh he's like oh that's right i'll forgive you if uh we be mean to other people so then they're mean to dr scratch and stiff and niles kneehart and nora narita by doing different things to them and then they have ice cream and that's the- there you go and they made up <laughs> Yeah, so I guess to be specific, Dr. Scratch Sniff is a bunch of clones, Niles is shrunk, and Nora's voice is turned to Daffy Duck. So. It almost sounded like you said Niles is drunk. Uh, <laughs> Niles, Niles is shrunk. shrunk. My, is Niles, shrunk. Niles was shrunken. Niles was drunk <laughs> and shrunk. He might have been drunk. you know. I don't Maybe. Know. Don't lift weights while drinking. That is a bad <laughs> combination. Well... Uh, yeah, this is a interesting one to start off with. I know that a lot of people out here were very happy with one particular cultural reference in this, and this was the appearance of Pepe Le Pew in this one. Pepe Le Pew comes in, which I know a lot of people in the Animaniacs community were very happy to see him because he's been kind of... He's canceled. That famous canceled skunk. I don't even remember him being canceled. He yeah. was it just, he wasn't like even officially canceled. It's just that Warner Brothers is kind of choosing not to use him anymore in properties, I think. Like yeah, he wasn't like in Space, Space Jam space, came yeah. out and he wasn't in Space Jam. And it's yeah. like they in Space Jam had everything. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's a, like that's a pretty good uh show that he's he's not gonna be used a lot. It was, if you're not in Space Jam, uh <laughs> Warner Brothers doesn't care about you. They so had, Freakazoid they, wasn't they had in everything. It and, had, yeah, exactly. They had um they had what do they got? They had they had the Jetsons in there. They had uh Jabberjaw. Um, they, they had, had every wow they had the, thing. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot were in the background. Yeah. And uh they had they I mean they even had cosplayers uh trying to pretend that they were uh, Mr. Freeze and Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> it was they had Harry Potters and oh, Iron Man really, or Iron really, Giants, I mean, and yeah. I really, really, like, really didn't like that sequel. <laughs> it was, that wasn't very good. I saw was, it, but it, I didn't like it at all. Um, anyway, but I'm sure if Pepe Le Pew was in it, it would be even probably worse. Um, I Pepe don't Le think Pew, it would have made any yeah. difference. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Pepe Le Pew is always – it's one of those characters growing up that I was like – I I didn't – I kind of didn't want that when Lo- the Looney Tunes hour was on. I kind of got mm-hmm. like, oh, is this the – is this this one or there was like three Pepe Le Pew cartoons and they all seemed to kind of blur together in one – and mm-hmm. none of them were that great. Um, I think I liked it when he got he was painted black, and then the cat fell in love with him, yeah. and then he wanted to get away. I think yeah. that was my favorite. Oh, I, I think did, I remember that one. Yeah, I did like the one where um, he the the well, you know, when the cat would run away, she would sometimes say "lipant," <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that is little cute things like that. But still, yeah, kind of obviously not the kind of humor that uh, you would have necessarily have uh, in today's it's it's yeah well i mean like is animal gonna get canceled from the muppets ah uh, he does, does he love attack women. women anymore what's that he, but he does he 
not been canceled. But, I mean, he doesn't really... They don't feature him very prominently, but he he still pops up every so often. He just freaks out about drums now. He doesn't really freak out about women and chase women around. But, uh, yeah. So So I was like, you know, that's the other character I thought of that has a very uh, Pepe Le Pew kind of character. Like, lady! Yeah, I mean, if they're not going to have the Warners say, hello, nurse, then they're certainly (laughs) not going to be having a, a, a skunk chase around a a cat that is not happy with being chased around. It's like, dude, just take a hint. No, no means no. Well, um, so they, you you, you know, wacko, yakko slash wacko, I guess you you could say, uh, does his Ringo star voice at one point, um, which I thought was kind of funny because it actually really did sound like early wacko as well. Uh Uh, just like here's wacko as we know him and now we'll go back to early season one stuff where you hear wacko and he's like well he's really deep Um, (laughs) anyway um that's pretty much it for i guess nancy cartwright returned yeah i thought that was cool yeah voice of the the animator of course she's the voice of bart simpson and in animaniac she voiced mindy so mindy and buttons was that mindy grown up Maybe. Maybe. That's why she maybe likes to torment. Well, it's, you know, not really. Mindy never consciously tormented buttons. She, yeah, they should have had the animator Actually, say, Mindy was, bye. Mindy, I forget, in this reboot was one of the figures that was actually uh, mounted on the wall. Oh, yeah. How weird that I, is. I, I, I just choose not to think about the end of think that about episode. that episode. <laughs> the, li- the last, you know, five minutes or whatever. There's that a episode. lot of, there's a lot of cartoons like, of the reboot that I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess that happened in this thing. Okay. Well, let's move on. <laughs> well, uh, and, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the animators, uh, uh, animating room <laughs> or office, uh, with references to other uh, shows. But, uh, what did you guys think about this first uh, cartoon. Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I thought I was going crazy for a minute watching it because I, I, there was that split second where Yakko looked like he did from the original series. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he looks like he used to. And, uh, it, you know, it's not a dramatic change, but I, no. I know a lot of people really pay attention and can even, you know, tell you which company animated, which episode and stuff and i'm i'm not that that good at it so i was like oh you know so i was pleasantly surprised that i actually recognized the difference um (laughs) you know without them next to each other uh so because i don't know it just kind of struck me and um and then uh i liked it when they they did the um like the van gogh reference and then there were some other artists and now i can't remember what other art they uh salvador dali was in there, okay I I, so i thought so so that was the um what's the name of that one persistence of memory yes i believe okay so. yeah time, and then, i'm not quite sure but yeah oh yeah maybe the persistence of time um and then what was the other there was a third i thought and i, I should have written it down but um why aren't these written down in our little notes right here I don't know. We did some copy and pasting here. Of no, the I had it right. It is persistence of memory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, but it is melting watches. <laughs> the melting watches, baby. And, uh, and the Van Gogh stuff was cool. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm such an art 
nerd. I love artists, but um, I thought it was interesting. Um, a little, not completely new, since it was sort of based on an earlier cartoon. Yeah, um, Which... but the different voices and stuff were, was kind of interesting, and um, it was also it was kind of. I was going to say it was also seen in even in Tiny Toon Adventures. Remember with lo- mm-hmm. the loony beginning when it was like just, you know, Buster talking to the animator and, mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. So it's, it's, and a, apparently it, there was a Looney Tunes in the new series where Bugs Bunny is talking to what turns out to be Daffy Duck. I Daffy guess. Duck, because in the original one, uh, Bugs Bunny was the animator tormenting mm-hmm. Daffy. Ain't I a stinker? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. There, anything else, Kelly, that you, uh, mm-hmm. No, that's all I could think of. And and Nathan, what about you? Anything in here that you really particularly the liked in this first cartoon? Um, I liked hearing Ralph's voice. I guess I don't know. It was fun <laughs> hearing the new the all the voices was fun. I guess and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm glad he got ice cream at the end. I guess. <laughs> Well, he got I to liked, sing a little bit of Yakko's World, which is nice. That's true. And they keep, uh, yeah, which still makes me wonder. I think, I, I don't think that they have to necessarily pay uh, Randy, Randy for because, yep, it that changing one was like, the tune again. People love my beautiful tenor voice. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic de Dominican. Yep, tune was different the time before. They had different uh, <laughs> lyrics. So this yeah. Time. Well, stay as far as ways we can. Exactly. Can't pay him that five bucks. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea if that's actually true or not. I'm assuming that it's probably just bought by. But who? But I don't know. Music has different would, rules than in writing. I would think so. he would get some. If if it gets to the point where they have to credit it, then he would get some residuals. Yeah, I think is, yeah. So it was not at the point where they had to credit it. So that is true. Uh, well, I liked the bit with Doctor Scratch and Sniff talking to him himself. I thought that was fun. Um, I didn't really like this first segment though, just because it looked weird. I just had mm-hmm. the animation just kind of looked a little off with Yakko. And when you're when the whole point of the cartoon is to pay attention to very closely to what's going on with Yakko and his look and everything like that. I would like it for him to actually look good. He also, in this entire episode, it's another one of these COVID recordings where Rob is using equipment that is not that great. (laughs) And he always sounds stuffier uh, or, you know, just uh, muffled more. Tin canny. Or yeah, something. yeah. Just something's going on with that <laughs> recording that he was using. And it just drives me nuts um, that it, they didn't get better recording for him. Um, and <laughs> the one last thing I didn't really like about it is after multiple viewings, that clicking, bonk, 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 all those little sounds that the animator makes mm-hmm. really get annoying. It sounds like the most <laughs> annoying cell phone game <laughs> It's like if someone's playing Candy Crush or something next to you with the volume turned up all the time. It's like, it's like, turn that off. (laughs) That's what I felt like when I was like, like the third time watching this cartoon. I'm just like, oh, God, that stupid noise. I I, just give me a nice little something like a pencil moving, (laughs) please. Um, Anyway, but overall, it was it was fine. It was fine. But uh, yeah. I guess there's more stuff to talk about, so we better move on. 
to our next jam packed. It's jam packed. <laughs> it's the longest word. It's time for another mandatory Warner Brothers educational content break. And now, the longest word in the English language with Yako Warner. And the longest word was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk, and it was directed by Katie Rice. Nathan, you did such a great job telling us what happened in the first one. Tell us what happens here in the longest word. Longest word? Oh, man. So we find out that the longest word in the English language is anti disestablishmentarianism, defined as being against disestablishment and all that nasty Tarianism. And that's it. Or is it? What? Oh, yeah. Then Wacko was like, hey, yeah, I've got a question. <laughs> uh, and they're like, why are you always teaching? You know, Yakko and Wacko and Dot are asking Yakko. Um, and Wacko's like, yeah, I found a longer word uh, in the English language, um, which is some other long word. Uh, is it pseudo? I can't, we'll have Wacko I can't say even, it. Yeah, exactly. Wacko, <laughs> take it away. Floxinocine a hilipilification. Defined as the habit of deeming something as worthless. These words are so complex. I'm really, the, the thing I liked, I would just get to the thing I liked most about this cartoon is the <laughs> fact that Rob, Jess, and Tress could say these words so mm-hmm. well. And I'm sure there was many, many takes to get them to say these words properly. Or maybe not because they're so amazing. Um, but those words, I was like, I cannot say that. I could not say that if a gun were held in my head, I would be. I could say anti-disestablishment here. Well, okay. Yeah, that so the easy. first one, sure, maybe. And I'm not even going to say yes, I can, because I'm not even going to try right now. Uh, but the second, the other two, away. Yeah, the the pneumo. And then, so yeah, uh, <laughs> Dot gets her last one, which is something with volcanoenosis. <laughs> yeah. You see this word, Numano Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Eosis? It's over 40 letters. Wow, what does it mean? No speaking unless spoken to. Um, that's some sort of disease, uh, because they don't say what it is in the. Oh, that's right. The, they say the definition, and she never defines it. Uh, Ciliocosis. I don't know, some sort of disease. So it's a <laughs> medical term. It's, you know, there may be even longer words than what they find. But um, then they end uh, the episode by watching uh, the Big Bang Theory in Spanish. And there we go. I think yeah. that's how it they end the, they end the episode in a nice way to snarkily talk about how the, the sitcom era is ruining the brains of people. Yeah. And the Big Bang Theory is not funny, which I mean, it's not. Well, (laughs) yes, in whatever language you put it in. I've never watched Big Bang Theory other than before Conan would come on uh, the last, you know, it's like on your DVR where it records the last 10 seconds of the show that came before it. Mm -hmm. And it was always like a lame joke. And I'm like, yep, this is why I'm not watching this show. (laughs) Get to the show that I want to watch. Well. Let's go talk about the the longest word. Uh, let's see. What were some things you liked about it? Anything in particular? Uh, Kelly? Um, I thought it was interesting that they, they called Yakko out on him always being the one who teaches things. Because he's the oldest brother. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also, where's Miss Full, where's Ms. Full doesn't, Meal? Doesn't mean he's the smartest. This um, is true. 
So, um, I mean, I've, I've had to like teach my older siblings how to, uh, spell things, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm the English nerd in the family. So I'm, I'm the reader, writer, whatever. So, um, I went to spelling county spelling bee several times growing up. <laughs> um, total nerd, but um, and and so I liked the words. I mean, I I wish they kind of went a little bit more slower, um, so I could actually figure out how to pronounce these words. I'd have to see them written down, um, you know, on on a computer or something where I could they're not going by very quickly in animation right um because i assume that they're real words i don't even know mm, i mean i know that they are yeah um i know the first one is because i remember my brother came home one day from school and he's like i learned the longest word in the english language so that's how we learned about anti-disestablishmentarianism <laughs> um, which i did like yakko's definition of that too i thought that was pretty, <laughs> it was it's pretty accurate it's yeah <laughs> yeah so, so I thought it was kind of different and and cute, quick, quick little cartoon. Yeah, Mr. Spider was also pretty cute with with oh, uh, yeah, yeah. and educational. Yeah, I like the because uh, I was like, oh yeah, I knew they had eight eyes, but I didn't know that some didn't have eight eyes, which I guess I should have known. Thanks, Mr. Spider. I learned a new fact today. That's wonderful, Yakko. But the most important lesson of all is to be yourself and friendship. Or and even and, not even and I liked how legs. they acknowledged we both learned something. Yeah. I think they have even less than six. There are some that have like four, you know, they always come in pairs of two. Oh. Always two. There are. Yeah. <laughs> in pairs of two. They are. Yeah. So, uh, so there's no like, uh, odd numbered, uh, spiders eyes. Um, they're all pretty odd, but no. Yes. Yeah. No cyclopses, but, uh, <laughs> a lot of, there's some four eyed, six eyes and then 12 and I don't know if 10, but, yeah, I think if like both all these long words, like you could break them down into each like part and you can figure out what the word is just by breaking down, which is why they're fun words. Yeah. Uh, but the actual longest word may be like 200,000 letters long. <laughs> and you just have to make it chemical, up. Well, it's the chemical composition of uh, Titan. Or oh, titan. really? Yeah. Uh, uh, the largest known protein. And if you say every like methylenethylerial, like, cause it repeats the same things over and over again. So like, <laughs> and that, but that might not be a word. Um, cause it's not in any dictionary. Yeah. Um, it doesn't yeah. count. So, so you're saying it won't appear in a wordle, uh, puzzle. Oh gosh. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta do today's wordle. It was the first one that my wife wasn't able to solve. Oh, I got oh. it. Ooh. Well, I've been getting, I've been What's able a to turtle. <laughs> I I didn't even start playing until yesterday because I didn't even know what it was or how to do it. So yesterday, um, I got what is it, six out of six. So it took me six tries, but today I got it in four. Because now I actually knew what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. I've been getting you them start, in three or four or five. So don't spoil with, it for um, me. You can't, I got to try. I got to try later. Well, anyway, <laughs> wordles. Words with Z's and X's. And you want to do... What's the best six letter word? Do you start with the same word every time? Probably be a good idea, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, anyway. Uh I, that was the wordle uh side note right there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get Oh, oh, I wanted to point out Maurice LaMarche yes. is also in the cartoon. That's so true. Very uh, I was like very obvious. I was just doing like, his... oh, that's just 
Yeah. His voice. <laughs> That's just his voice. I was like, I recognize that voice. <laughs> yeah, if you're just talking to Maurice LaMarche, like, hey, I really like you on Pinky the Brain, he would sound just like that narrator going, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> 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 well, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Happy Narf Day. <laughs> Happy Narf Day was written by James Butler and directed by Katie Rice. Uh, Kelly, what happens here in Happy Narf Day? Okay. So it's Pinky's birthday, basically, um, but he calls it Narf Day, which is kind of cute. And so on this day, Brain has to do whatever Pinky wants to do. And uh, he has the whole day planned out. And um, he even has a song for his Narf Day, (laughs) which is hilarious. (laughs) Let's get it over with, shall we? They go to the beach and, and hang out and eat the... He, he likes to eat street beans. Street beans, Brain? Ooh, you haven't had a good street bean until you've had one here. They're called string beans, Pinky. No, string beans, Pinky, is my jazz name. These are street beans. And they taste sidewalky. So they're going through this whole day and, and doing all these things that Pinky wants to do and... Um, while he's eating his sh- street beans, Brain uh, sees this hipster, as he calls it, um, jewelry booth. And he sees this really rare amulet. And it has some kind of uh, component in it that will help him take over the world. And it's ancient and one of a kind. And... Uh, he tries to hide that he's buying it, but Pinky sees it. And so he has to play it off and says that he, you know, it was his birthday present and he's bought him this amulet and Pinky has a really difficult time saying the word amulet. Oh, that's very sweet brain, but I don't need some silly ambulance. Amulet. 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 Close. Amulet. Got it. Am. Fancy face. (laughs) Which is also funny. So they get Back to the lab and Pinky's all tucked in. He says it was the best narf day ever. And Brain tries to take the amulet away. And Pinky's like, no, no, no. And uh, so he wants to polish it, he says. And Pinky tries to argue with him and says that he likes it just the way it is. And the amulet, it falls, but I, th- I think it falls, but it's fine. But then a bird picks it up and then drops it. Yeah, and one it- of those pigeons from the cutening. Remember that one that they licked? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So it and then the the gas or, or whatever was inside the amulet it escapes. Brain ends up admitting that you know he's going to use it in his plan to take over the world, and it hurts Pinky's feelings. Pinky, do you realize what you've done? That amulet contained the missing ingredient for my absolute zero theory. With it, I could have taken over the world. You mean you just wanted my present for yourself? Of course I did. The thought of world domination was the only thing that kept me sane during the barrage of asinine expeditions that you took me on today. Oh. 
he tells Brain that it actually isn't his NARF day, that it was like a month ago, but Brain was too busy and, um, you know, he didn't make a big deal that, about it, that Brain forgot his NARF day. And he said, don't you want to know what, what the last thing I had planned for the day is? And um, his plan was actually to help Brain take over the world. And Brain gets these really big anime puppy dog eyes. <laughs> things going on it's really cute and he wipes away a tear i mean he literally wipes away a tear perhaps i did end up solving my absolute zero theory after all pinky for i am an absolute zero when it comes to being a friend can you ever forgive me i'm sure i can brain that's what friends do but can we do the last thing on my birthday list of course pinky whatever you want i want to take over the world Come, Pinky. Then we must prepare for tomorrow night. Why, Brain? What are we going to do tomorrow night? Are you serious? You just said... Uh, never mind. That's about it. A very sweet ending right there with this uh, episode, you know, Pinky the Brain one. Um, yeah, like, uh, not too many necessarily references to things. I mean, those world leaders appear again that they keep this is like the third in a row that uh they just love bringing those guys back each time <laughs> this time but this brain, time no, no speaking so we don't get to yes hear. and this time brain fantasizes again i gotta get used to this kind of mean brain that's in this reboot um because he he fantasizes about like not just you know he fantasizes about like taking the aquarium sharks out and attacking the people with it <laughs> And killing the world leaders by pulling, you know, taking up the heat all the way until they basically mm-hmm. die in the did sauna. Did you read his note that it, what he wanted? Um, I did not. So he wanted like his face on the uh, to be on every part of that Mount Rushmore, and he wanted a villa in every country or something. I don't know. It was. The most interesting part was having his face as Rushmore, every one of them. <laughs> every single one. That was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, the, but the brain is he is kind of a, a meaner guy. That's why it was nice to see such a sweet kind of moment at the at the end right there where, you know, the, the brain. I mean, it is a very kind of sweet thing just to begin with the whole concept of I'm going to do this for pinky but i can't tell him it would break his heart if i told him that i'm trying i'm getting this amulet right now instead of you know because it's his birthday and i don't want to show him that my focus is on anywhere else but him um so you know even though it doesn't get really super sappy sweet until the last few seconds of the the cartoon the whole thing had a, a undertone of of a you know niceness and friendship and everything now this was interesting that in the deleted storyboards that Lisa Vandenberg did, uh, the brain was going to kiss Pinky near the end. And she actually had a post on a deleted post, which apparently you could still see if you go to the Wikipedia, you can see this, that he tucks, he tucks uh, Pinky in and maybe does he give him a, a kiss there? Yes. He kisses him right on the face. As mm-hmm. he as he tucks him into the thing, so, but they said that the brain wouldn't outright give Pinky affection at this point in the show unless he thought Pinky wouldn't notice, which is precisely what happened in that 
Frankenstein one that we saw from season one, where it was so blink and you miss it that uh, I don't even think we all saw it at the time, but the brain <laughs> leaned in to almost. In fact, it was so blink you can't you you miss it that we we were talking to Maurice Lamarche about um, Pinky and the Brain kissing and things like that. He had zero idea any of that was going on, and there, I know there's a lot of shipping with uh, fandom and everything with Pinky and the Brain and everything. Brinky, Brinky <laughs> stuff. Um, but. When we talked to Maurice, he was we were telling him that, hey, this is a thing going on, just so you know. And he was very much like, oh, it is? <laughs> uh, he did not know anything about it. And he said outright, like, oh, yeah, there's no kissing of Pinky and the brain. But they, they, they do act like, he said, kind of like an old gay couple at times. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, fandom likes to have those things. And, you know, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, do what you'd. Have fun with what you want to have fun with kids. Just don't be too disappointed when those <laughs> fan theories and ship shippings don't actually occur in the show is what I always say. Like, for example, like on Star Wars, there were so many people wanted Poe and Finn to be a thing. And oh, see, I was thinking about Ray and Kylo. Ray and, and Kylo. Was, that did kind of happen. That did kind of happen. Some yeah. people got upset that they did kiss. And then some people got upset that they kissed and then that, you know, Kylo's fate. Um, so it's like nobody was happy with that, really. Yeah. As far as I, I, I can see. I yeah, mean, the way I'm they sure did it. Some people were OK with it. But um, yeah. but you hear one extreme or the other and like, you know, they shouldn't have done that or they they should shouldn't have done that. They to should Kylo be or... together forever. Or... Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a good <laughs> middle ground personally for me, you know, for me, I was fine with it. It was just like, okay, yeah, they kissed and people went, it was funny. Cause yeah, my wife was sitting next to me and my wife was like, yay. And the guy is set in front of us. was just like, what? He, he very like threw his hands up in the air. Like, why would they do that kind of a uh, reaction versus my wife going, yee. Hooray! So, um, yeah, no, I was not like your wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but my, my wife is a fan of Kylo, and Kelly will never be a fan of Kylo. I mean, you, you can't come back from that. You can't you come back, cannot you kill- come back from what he did to Han. Yep, there's no, no redemption. It's, I don't care. Don't the care. safety wasn't on. Don't care. <laughs> Yeah, if it was an accident. What if it was an accident? Hashtag still mad. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's go ahead and get, I guess there's anything else. I I, I didn't even ask you guys. What did you think about this, the pinky in the brain one? Uh, What, anything in here that you thought was, was humorous? Nathan, let's start with you. Um, Yeah, I thought it was funny the way that uh, pinky kept uh, talking about Narf Day. (laughs) So it's like, oh, (laughs) it has this whole list. Uh, It's midnight he has every minute planned out like exactly so it's like oh we got to get started kind of thing you know so it's kind of cute um and we find out that pinky's actual birthday is the same as rob paulson's which was cool oh i didn't even realize that that's nice yeah march march 11th so they both share the same day that's it's like a cute little thing um and yeah i was uh um it just made me uh realize that uh, 
yeah, brain is uh, insane because he keeps seeing all these visions that aren't happening and <laughs> I think he's the genius that's able to plan out the whole day and down to the minute. So that there is we very go. true down to the last second where they grab a bus and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That is pretty accurate there, Pinky. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Anything else in this first one that you particularly liked? I, I think I've mentioned it all, but I, I really like the Narf Day song (laughs) i really (laughs) i like them both um but i i kind of like the the pinky version um it's so frenetic you know just Mm. like got this energy to it and it's like narf day narf day narf day (laughs) very punk i liked it i don't and i don't even like punk music that much but i i don't know i just like the energy of it there's that's that's about it i guess let's go ahead and uh, move on to Magna Cartoon. Hey, 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 no time for backstory, George Lucas. This is a five minute sketch. Places, people, places, and action. Magna Cartoon was written by Lucas Crandles and Timothy Nash. It was directed once again by Katie Rice. And in this one, the Warners are going up to, oh gosh, who's, who's the king in this guy one right here? This is, I, I, I wanted to say King John, but that's, is that, that can't be it, right? I think it is. No, oh, I, I was like, am I just getting Robin Hood on the brain? No, it's because I'm thinking Prince John. But, but yes. it's during, yeah, I mean, it's during, because uh, Richard's in, in the, the Crusades, right? Yeah, yeah, Richard was the Crusades, and so maybe, yeah, maybe, anyway. Well, well, yeah, I mean, yes, King John of England. Yeah, so there you go. Um, mm-hmm. So King John's worried about basically a, a civil war about to occur, and the Warners come up with this great plan to say, well, here's something that you could sign to keep the people at peace which is this Magna Carta. And they sing this song, this little catchy tune about the Magna Carta. Unless you're craving one more bathing, embrace legal restitution. Church and state will separate, so there'll be regal revolution. And the message then will spread. Like liberty, butter, and freedom bread. Through the ages, to the pages of the U.S. Constitution. In 800 years, through people's church, these words will further travel. To one class, be just by scratch, and to ensure their reigns unravel. Right, we're granted at our birth. To every corner of the earth. From United Nations, declarations, down to every judge. Okay, that has to work. And um, it's it's pretty nice. It's it's educational and um, pretty cute overall. I there's some references in this to obviously to Star Wars. They you know start showing the scroll and it looks kind of like Star Wars, and that's where that George Lucas reference comes in right there, which I caught before they even referenced George Lucas. <laughs> And the Game of Thrones style music. Yes, at the very beginning, very Games of Thronesy music stuff going on. Uh, there's also a cool, uh, quick reference to Yakko's world, where Yakko says every corner of the earth, and he's dancing back and forth in the same motion as he did in the original Yakko's world, which I thought was very cute. Um, overall, it was a, a nice song, a nice quick segment. I was a little disappointed that it was not a little bit longer, actually. Um, but what did you two think about it? Um, Nathan, what did you like about this last one? 
Um, I liked the educationalnesses of it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Is that the and longest yeah, was, word now? Was, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was it. Was cute. The little fun like rhymes. It was. Uh, it was I think a well written song, and it was. Uh, it was just the right amount of educational. Uh, Magna Carta really does mean great charter. Uh, I, I don't think a habeas corpus meant what they said it was. No, yeah, <laughs> I think it's actually like to the body or something. Like I was like, is that true? Uh, but still, like uh, it was. It was uh, it was a fun song and meta, uh, so yeah, it was enjoyable. So, right. Kelly, what about you? I um, I liked it too. I I didn't like King John's teeth. Yeah, they're nasty. And then when they showed him like all with boils or whatever on his face, um, after they said he didn't shower, um, it's like we don't need to see that. But um. <laughs> There was one point where Wacko, they're saying something, and, and he says, Verily. Again, it's almost lunchtime, and I'm starving. Verily. And I thought that was cute. And, um, you know, their speech during the, the cartoon and, and kind of, I guess, I don't know if you'd call it Old English, but um, or Middle English or what. Yeah. <laughs> I have a an english degree and i i've never been great at like the the medieval style uh fancy talk yeah and uh yeah just kind of cute all right well it it was a nice song uh it was probably one of the honestly might be the my favorite song that they've sung this uh season so far probably it's not as good as narf day (laughs) gauntlet throne narf day is better Well, I guess let's go ahead and get to, uh, unless there's anything else you want to say about today's episode. It took four people to write Narf Day. It took four people to write this song. So there we go. <laughs> four people to write Narf Day. Let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, what do you guys think? Out of five water towers how many will you give this episode i think this will be the one one or two times we do this per season i'll i'll go first um i will give this one three three water towers mainly because i liked the second half but i didn't like the first half that much i didn't like the drawing one and everything but the pinky the brain one was pretty cute and i like the the ending part even though i thought it should have been longer it was just kind of an up and down. It's like every, a lot of the episodes are very much up and down, but I did think this one at least ended strongly. Um, maybe didn't begin the strongest, but I, I did like how it wrapped things up towards the end. Uh, but what about you two, uh, Nathan? How, how many water towers would you give it? Ah, oh, okay. Um, I'll say mm, three. I think three. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the same reason. Like it's, um it's fun it's it's uh there's a lot in the episode because you get four segments which is great you know and you got pinky the brain you got you you know warners but and you got a song which is great but i don't know yeah i think the first one i don't know i maybe i maybe just watching them like 10 20 times by the end i'm like (laughs) yeah (laughs) um maybe i just need to watch them once and then i'll be like 
five star yeah yeah five, 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 gosh and, i i will say that that's but, one of the things it's going to be an ongoing criticism i have of the reboot is that the more i watch the episodes the less funny i think they <laughs> typically are but i i did really like it the first so you know i'll bring it up to three oh. and a half Ooh. so there we go because of the it was great the first time i saw it so there, there we you go, go. Three and a half. all right well kelly what do you think well i got confused and thought We'd already talked about this episode, so I watched it again when I realized we hadn't, and but I'd already seen it. So I'd seen it twice, and I liked it both times. So um, don't watch it a third time. Okay. <laughs> so well, maybe I'm just a, not in succession. Like you uh, watched them like a couple weeks apart. I think that's better too. I did. Wa- I think I did watch it a couple weeks apart because weren't we supposed to talk yeah. about it? Yeah, ago? a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with four because, I mean, you know, two of the segments, the the Magna Carta and Narf Day were a lot stronger than the other two. But I mm-hmm. really like the Narf Day song and <laughs> the whole Pinky in the Brain episode, I think, was really strong. And, you know, the George Lucas reference and Star Wars crawl. And um, I I just thought the, the, the two strong points were really strong. And... Um, kind of outshone the uh, you know the the weaker parts of the episode so well there we go that's and now a- i've got the narf day song in my head so. <laughs> well, there we go. well there we go that's an average of a 3.5 that's a pretty decent good grade. math there we go i know i like it when it's easy <laughs> well let's go ahead and get to our contact information nathan where can people get in contact with you online? Joey, I'm on Twitter. JangoFT, that's me. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. Okay. Well, as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and some other things, too, probably. And, of course, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player of choice, including YouTube and... If you're a super fan of Animaniacs and you'd like to support our podcast as well, head on over to patreon.com slash Animaniacast and you can become a patron of our show. You'll get bonus audio of us talking about stuff. And most importantly, every week you're getting bonus Animaniacs commentaries featuring the creator of Animaniacs, Tom Ruger. And every now and then we get some other guests on as well. So if you ever wanted a commentary track where you get to kind of sit back and it's like you're watching the show with the guy who made the show or actually you know, created these characters, well, now's your chance. Go to Patreon.com. He, he knows stuff. He knows stuff. He knows things. <laughs> he knows how the sausage was made. Head on over to Patreon.com slash AnimeCast. And of course, we're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. You can go to RetroZap.com today for great podcasts and articles. And, of course, join the RetroZap Discord server by uh, the welcome link, which is discord.animaniacast.com. That'll take you right on in there. You can talk about Animaniacs with us or anything else pop culture that you possibly want to. There's a lot of really positive people in there, and we love them all. And we'd love to see you there, too. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. 
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Ooh, sky beans! 